Well, our moms think we're funny. Speaking of which, I got to tell you uh, this uh, Tom Cruise story too. Okay, which is which is awesome because you know I, I like Tom Cruise. Yeah. So um, just uh, just watched the the War of the Worlds movie with him in it. <laughs> and that's why I will not buy movies that I have not seen anymore. <laughs> I mean, Tom Cruise, Steven Spielberg, like how 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 how, how could it go wrong? Like, I didn't I, hate it. <laughs> Dude, that movie is so bad. First, the aliens put the spaceships into the Earth. Yeah. But, and they've been there for for centuries or yeah, so. Yeah, millions of years. But yet, the Earth wasn't toxic to them at that time, even the same viruses were around back then. Well, so the vessels were in there, but the aliens came down in the lightning strikes. Yes, but how did vessels get there? They didn't lightning strike them into the ground. I don't know. Because <laughs> you can't, because that's an occupied space. Now you can you can lightning strike the the aliens into the vessels because there's a big open cabin for them to go into. Yeah. Right. But you can't just put the vessels into. And, and why? Why would you just? Why would you park your car there and be like, "Hey, so so man, that was a great party. Let's go back to Earth, pick up our cars, and go on home." Like, and then and then they're they're terraforming the planet by capturing humans and putting them through the grinder and spraying their blood everywhere. Like these are the motherfuckers that are carrying the virus. Like, and you're going to spray their blood everywhere and that's going to be terraforming the planet? Well, that's, You're the stupidest fucking aliens I've ever seen. That's that's in the book, too, that they didn't know that the humans were, like, that the humans had the bacteria. But you're terraforming the planet. You're making it hospitable for you by using the bodies of the people that live there? Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. That's like, I mean, so if if I can't, if, 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 if my, my whole house is filled up with carbon monoxide and I need oxygen to breathe, I'm not going to take the, like, the, the carbon monoxide pump in my house, right? <laughs> and take that and then, like, rewire it and mangle it and everything and then start spraying it all through the house. It's just going to put out more carbon monoxide, asshole. <laughs> I mean, it she was. You kind of, you kind of fucked up there. Um, and then the whole, like, Tim Robbins character, I get, you know, you're going to have these crazy people. But the, the whole thing was just, yeah, the only thing I liked about it, or two things I liked, was when Tom Cruise gets to his house and he looks in the mirror and he sees that he's covered in dead people ash yep. and he flips his shit. That was awesome. That was good. And the 360 pan in the car when Dakota Fanning starts having that panic attack. Yes. Which is so well done. And it's all, it's like the car and everything around the car is all CGI. Mm-hmm. Which is how the car was the the camera was able to move through the car and around it and all that, but it's very well done. I think it's one of the things only Spielberg can do. Well, Spielberg yeah. and Cruz, but that movie was no Minority Report, nowhere close to Minority Report. And that oh, movie's yeah. fucking awesome. Don't run, everybody runs, <laughs> everybody runs. Um, so um, so anyway. So the whole thing with with with, with Giancarlo was was kind of awesome. And I was just I was just telling him, like it was great, and he kind of gave me this look. Is I'd also been like yeah I um it was like uh your uh I really liked your your story you know or sharing your story about um uh about uh you know your life and everything growing up and this the uh, interview you did on NPR and I'm talking about it and I think hopefully that mm, yeah. <laughs> folks <Gosh>. are <laughs> uh, uh, I it was like. Just, I was really not trying to, I was trying to show that I'm a fan. Like, I really like, when I tell you I like your work, you don't know me, so you don't know what I'm about. But, like, when I say I like your work, I like your work. Right. Um, right. and I, and I think, like, uh, that, that, that came across. And, uh, and he, he was super cool. And, uh, I dubbed me. I was so glad that, because I was hesitant. I was hesitant after my past couple of interactions. 
with yeah. people, I was super hesitant about meeting him because it was something I was looking forward to. And I was kind of hesitant about meeting Brent Spiner, too. But the fact that he didn't show up made that a lot easier. Yeah, um, that'll do it. So, uh, and I don't know why he didn't. I'm just saying he, he wasn't there. Um, but anyway, so that was cool. I dug that. Um, we uh, ended meeting, what's her name? Katie Forbes? The oh, yeah, team? yeah. That was all on you, but man, I appreciate it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> when we walked away from where Giancarlo was, um, and I walked by this this woman, and there she is, you know, and... I, I, okay, she's definitely a nice-looking chick, right? No doubt about Quite. it. Um, she's, you know, been enhanced... And I'm not putting her down for that because you're, you're talking about the guy that in like 20 years is going to start being, you know, having like cybernetic parts installed. So I don't have any problems with enhancements. Okay. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm like, you know, shrimply pibbles, dude, if you want it, take it. I mean, just <laughs> now it might be a little big for you, but I mean, I mean, you'll be running like a racehorse. Um, actually, that's the one thing I'm going to, that's probably the last thing I'm going to have replaced. Uh, but anyway, that, well, then my brain, so that and then my brain. Um, but, uh, but I don't have a problem with that, but when you walk by and I saw her and I saw those abs, dude, I had to stop, man. But I, I oh, did, man. I was, it was like, it was like, the, it, it, I, I, I know exactly how Han Solo felt when, when he was trying to get like, like back the Millennium's Falcon up and they, caught, <laughs> they were, they were caught in the gravitational uh, pull of that moon. Remember that moon? Yep. That was no moon. No, it has to be a moon. What else could be that big? <laughs> it was her abs. That's what it was. Actually, it was her ass. She had a, oh my God. She so anyway. great ass. Yeah. So, but yeah, but when we went by and, and like those things, I was like, I went by and like, it was one of those weird things of just walking by and, and my brain was just like, it was, it was <laughs> like I was watching like. Neurons Ses- firing. <laughs> like, like Sesame Street or the electric company. It was, it was like, <laughs> one, two, three, four. Five, six, six, six abdomen muscles. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, <laughs> my head turns like, God damn. Oh, yeah, spectacular <laughs> abs. Just perfect definition. Oh, yeah. And she was she was cool in the gang, too. I mean, yeah, she, she was, was like, really cool. She was really fun to talk to, really chill. And man, was she dressed for the occasion. Yeah. So, um, now you know that right next to her was Rob Van Dam, right? Wrestler. I, I I don't remember much outside of just staring at her slack jawed. Oh, I don't think that he was at the table at the time, but he was he right was next not. to her. Uh-uh. But that's her husband. Okay. Yeah. Lucky so, man. So I am so glad that I did not, you know, like get out of pocket and say the wrong thing, which I wasn't going to anyway. I mean, I'm a grown ass man. I know, <laughs> I, I know when to say like shit like. You, you were pretty tactful with it. but <laughs> I tried to be. Uh, you, you would always preface your stuff with. I don't take this the wrong way. I'm not trying to be sexist, but <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, I, it's 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 weird to, when you're talking to somebody like that, and then your it, eyes would pop out of your head, and your jaw would drop to the floor, and a train whistle would go off next <laughs> to your head, and you start stomping your feet, and you're like, "Oh, now come on, there, Turkway, gotta <laughs> I gotta take you back to the country. The city life's too much for you." Hubba <laughs> <laughs> hubba. <laughs> I'm sorry, I started like by, by pulling like my bow tie and, and like the things flapping up and down. <laughs> Pulled a big cartoon mallet out of your pocket and started banging yourself in the head. Uh, dude, they, they took me forever to get that uh, that wolf snout to go back in. <laughs> I, I, I felt like Alec Baldwin from Beetlejuice. He was like, "That's right, Lydia." Um, but uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's 
she knows she's that she's good looking, right? I mean, so oh, yeah. me going over there, like, you're, dude, you're hot. Be like, yeah, she knows that, but I think she also wants you to say something more than she's hot. I mean, yeah. and and honestly, that's that's why I don't usually talk to celebrities that I'm attracted to. It's yeah, because I I wouldn't know where else to take the conversation besides wow, I've fawned over you for the past twenty years. April O'Neil. Yeah. I'm saying, I mean, like, I had to, like, I had to, I was like, he was like, you were like, I really want to, and you need that, that, that shot of encouragement, and I was like, it kind of, <laughs> kind of made you there, but it was, it was worth it. Yeah, it was, that was, uh, that was a nice one, but, uh. Yeah, I just gotta say again, Judith Hope, super awesome. She's super awesome. Yeah, she's wonderful. But, uh, so, is, but, I mean, honestly, going over there, I'm like, her body definition was amazing. Oh yeah. I mean, it wasn't the fact that yes, she's pretty, and you know, like, so, it, yeah, her body definition was amazing, and those abs were like, wow. Um, it, it was it was like four CRT, I would say six CRT TVs stacked side to side, you know, like yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Um, and I I think for me, not to say oh you're so pretty or you know you've got a great body or whatever, it's like like your workout routine. Is, is amazing. Like, like your your sculpted body is is outstanding. I mean, to me, that's I, I would view this as paying a compliment to her because that's why she works out. Yeah, you know yeah. that for, for her job, obviously being a wrestler. But she works out to get that kind of physique and to be recognized. Like, yes, obviously, I'm doing a good job. I, mean, I realize that because you know I can pick up two cartons of milk and uh, two <laughs> gallons of milk and 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 be, be able to hold them all day where. I have to use both hands. Um, and, and even then, it has to be like half the carton's empty. Uh, I, I swear, I'm worse than Dante from Clerks. Like, yeah, I heard you exhale when you picked that up. It's like, oh, I've just been here all day. <laughs> yeah, yes, I will sell cigarettes to kids who will get me out of this conversation right now. Uh, but um, but you'd be like, yeah, it's like, they, they, I noticed. Like, I noticed that. Yeah. But I would say the same thing if Rob Van Dam was there and I was like, God damn, look at those biceps. I would say the same thing to him, right? Yeah, but like, yeah. like, dude, like your arms are amazing. He'd be like, don't do. Like, you know, that's inappropriate. All right. You have to comment <laughs> on my body. All right, man. I'm, I'm just not saying, an object. Yeah. I'm just saying I, I appreciate it. Yes. Okay. Fine. But you don't have to say anything about it. You can appreciate my body from over there. <laughs> yeah. So if you can't get over there, let me help you like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> But so, um, and then, and then because she was so cool to talk to, I did, I felt compelled to, to buy something from her where I wasn't, wouldn't have, because I mean, I don't do anything with pictures and like, what am I going to do with that? I'm like, frame it, put up. And I'm not a wrestling fan, but just like, she was incredibly awesome to talk to. Um, I just like, I was her name, Jamie Eason. Um, and she doesn't, she doesn't do, um, she was a, a, a fitness, um, if you look up, she was incredibly attractive woman and very very nice very fit like um she um i don't want to say she wasn't a fitness model but she was like a uh competitor you know like the fitness competition stuff like that and then she also did um she did some like uh articles and stuff like that on you know working out and all this kind of stuff and i met her at uh, at a con years ago and she was super cool to talk to because we actually talked about writing um and and all that yeah but she was actually she was she was really awesome to talk to but um so where i normally wouldn't um wouldn't you know like buy something but she was so cool I'm like i i feel like 
like I need to thank you for your time other than saying thank you. Right, you know? right, right. So the, she was awesome. She um, was. She was. I really, really enjoyed that conversation. Got to talk to Jim Shooter again. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Got to have a really good conversation with uh, Peter David. Yep. That was really cool. Yep, he, he was he was cool. Um, Young MC was a lot of fun. I was going to let you take over that one because... Um... <laughs> so, the Young MC conversation... Uh... And don't forget breakfast. Oh, yeah. I don't even fully remember what happened at breakfast, but I remember him being there. Yeah, we sat down... And I take my glasses that my glasses on. No, I didn't. I didn't have my glasses on. So we were just going down to the lobby, so I didn't bother putting my glasses on. Yep, yep. And I saw him coming towards us, but I couldn't. I didn't rec- I didn't know who it was. I, I had to wait till they got closer to, to see who they were. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go, you're telling the story. Um, uh, I mean, shit. You were just as much a part of it. Um, because I, I know what we talked about was that you were like, oh yeah, you brought your baby driver DVD. Did you want to get Young to sign that? Mm-hmm. Because I love his track on that soundtrack. Yep. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, I'm not totally sure. Because um, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I don't really want to talk to them unless I'm going to compensate them for their time. Right. And signatures are freaking expensive. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm really not sure. Um, yeah, don't don't know if I want to do that. Um, you know, just because we wound up spending way more than we were planning. <laughs> right. So, again, the whole day, like, we were... I plan on spending a certain amount of money, but at the same time, no, I did not plan on like spending what like two hundred dollars at that the guy that had the uh, the trade paperbacks that were like yep yep like, what, like three for no it was it was um it was like it was like buy five get one free or something something like that or or they were ten dollars no, each I don't remember yeah, yeah I think um yeah it was, it was something like that oh no they were um um. Uh, was it like six for five dollars each or something? That sounds right. I I really don't remember. But anyway, yeah, um, but we 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 hit him up quite a quite a bit. And we then, did several times. And then the dollar, because <laughs> then didn't the guy give you a box to put all your dollar comics in? Um, did he? I think so. Yeah. No, no, the guy, the trade guy gave me a box for all my trades. Oh yeah, the trade guy. Because because uh, I got all of his stuff, and then he had like. Some Tank Girl stuff, and, uh, he, he had, um, he had the book Alec by Eddie Campbell, and uh, I really dig Eddie Campbell stuff. He had, um, no, he didn't have the for, From Hell collection, I, I bought that elsewhere. Um, it's just, like, all, all kinds of, all kinds of good shit, and all kinds of, like, really cool obscure books that, that I dig, so he gave me a box, but, but yeah, so, um. Which, again, it goes to, like. We're planning on spending that much, like yeah. We, like, so we had we had a amount we were going to spend, but at the same time, though, like we ended up spending more at particular places than we had planned. On. Right, right, right. And uh, so, as we were passing by Young's table, Turk was like, "You know what? <laughs> I'm going to talk to him because I, I need to ask him about one of his songs." And I was like, "Dude, oh, well, okay." <laughs> and um, so, so what's your whole thing? I know it's about one of the verses in Bust a Move. Yeah, okay. And I know it's I know it's the verse my best friend Harry has a brother Larry. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, Okay, I mean, so this I, is such your thing. I, I can't really monopolize this. Um okay, so um which so, we are at an hour, so okay. we'll, we'll try to we'll try to be brief here. Uh, yeah, we got to do some more name dropping to make ourselves sound better. Like we're like we're really <laughs> super important. Um so I'm not oh say I was not a young MC fan because I 
it's not that his raps were soft, but like I didn't like Busta Move. I didn't like um though I can't think of one of the other songs he did. And he wrote songs for Tone Loke. And of course we've we've had lots of conversations. Yeah, and, and I was really good at not bringing up Funky you, Cold Medina. You did. Yeah. I was, and Even I though, was braced for it. Every <laughs> muscle in my body was locked of like, oh fuck, here comes the Funky Cold Medina. <laughs> um, and you you didn't, and I applaud you for that. Because I did not I don't know him and didn't know him. <laughs> well enough to to have that conversation without seeming like I was trying to pick a fight, you know. <laughs> no, but I am still curious. So if we had if we had um if we had a a little bit longer of a conversation and established yeah. more of a like rapport, um, then maybe I would have brought it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I mean, but if but also I look at that and I'm saying, okay, if that were me, how would I answer that question? And right, I'd be right. like, you know. That was something I wrote then, not something that I wrote now. Would I would I do it now? Probably not. Do I feel bad about what I did then? Um, and th- do I think it's like I, I like I shouldn't have done that. No, I did it then, and then it was perfectly acceptable because you know whatever you know because obviously I, he still gets tons of airplay right, right somewhere. Right, right, yeah. um, uh, but so so I went over to him and I was, we introduced ourselves like what's up and he's like hey how's it going blah 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 and say so, you know can I ask you a question and uh, and I was like. Okay, so I want to make sure I'm understanding this right. So before I, I just started like, I got a problem with this. I want to make sure that I was understanding the lyric right. And Bust a Move, the the lyric is, your best friend Harry has a brother named Larry, and in five days, he's going to marry. So your best friend Harry has a brother named Larry, and five days from now, Larry is going to get married. Right? Yep. Larry's hoping that you can make it there, because if you can, in the ceremony, you will be the best man. So your best friend is Harry. Larry is his brother. Larry's getting married. Larry wants you to be his best man, not his brother. And I'm like, that's kind of a dick move, isn't it? I mean. To which Young responded, yeah. He's he's like, he's (laughs) He's kind of a dick. (laughs) He's like, I'm like, but, but I mean, like, why? He's like, he's like, well, you know, maybe, maybe Harry's shy. And because of that, like, he can't speak in public. And he'll say, and he's like, yeah, but I don't know. He goes, you know what? Because I'm telling you now. I'm like, but he yeah. didn't say it in the song. And he's like, but I'm telling you now. I'm like, <laughs> you finally, you finally ended with him going, look, man, I wrote the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was hilarious. And uh, you could tell that he was really jonesing to make sales, which we've been there. We know how that yeah. feels. So it was like, yeah, man. Okay. Well, you know, we'll. You know, I'd left my DVD behind. I was like, you know what? We'll we'll come back. We'll definitely get signatures from you. And so, like, he was he was super cool. He showed us his music player, mm-hmm. which like was not an iPod or a Zune. It was like this weird ass Japanese thing, but it has like a shit ton of storage, a good price. It's like cool. I want I want one now. And, yeah, yeah, good price. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I haven't looked at them. I heard there were good prices. Okay, but, yeah. so he showed it to us. We talked about it, and he, and he had this thing. And he was like, he he played some tracks, and we talked about like. Because I asked him who his favorite producers were. Mm-hmm. And um, did he mention... I'm trying to think now. Because he mentioned a couple of different people. And uh, I'm trying to think. Was it was Swizz Beats one of them? Or was it... I think so. Yeah. And anyway, so he plays a couple of different tracks. And we talked and stuff. And it was really cool. Um, and and he plays, uh, he plays a song. Uh, what was it? Um, it wasn't... Was it called Midnight? His song? Nocturnal. Nocturnal. There, yeah. Thank you. Nocturnal I, I was really cool. I still listen to that now. Nocturnal so, was cool. Yeah, it's a really, really good song. Um, and we talked about him, like, um, him, uh, making music for all audiences, but not making like, 
but not making PG music, like making a decision not to use profanity or certain words in his songs, Mm -hmm. but not because he's trying to be family friendly, just because he just doesn't want to put those words in his song. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so we we talked about all that and he was super cool about it. And other people came over and he talked to them a little bit and stuff like that, signed a few things. And then, um, we said, yeah, we're gonna come back the next day. And, um, uh, what else we talked about? So we talked about producers that, oh, he shows the, the music player mm-hmm. and he was like, he was like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's not a bad price for this thing. It's like, you can probably find them. Like when I got mine a couple years back, you know, it was like $1,200, but I think now you get it for like, you know, like five or $600, you know, and I was like, um, you know, yeah, five, six, six, I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and it, I'm like, you know, yeah, you grow up, make that kind of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but no, he, I mean, he was cool. I mean, he was, he was very, very just like down to earth and just i mean he just talked to us just as if we you know like not not that he knew us forever but hey these two people were just gonna have a conversation yeah yeah like there was there was no sense of talking down to us and he just he talked to us for as like one music lover to another Mm -hmm. and that was really cool and so like the next morning we were grabbing some breakfast at the hotel and he walked through and he was like hey See you guys at the table, right? And I was like, "Yeah, I got my stuff in the bag now, man." And uh, and he's and he's uh, he goes, "Hey, you know that guy that was sitting here with us here, like the um the uh they're not handlers, but they called um um volunteers or yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, he's like he's like you know when you guys left, that guy leaned over me, he goes, you know those two guys, he was like, you're never gonna see them again, and he was like, no, they'll be back. He's like, <laughs> they're gonna be back." And I was like, yeah, we'll be back. And so, of course, once we got our, once we got ourselves all cleaned up and stuff and we went down there and we went back and, uh, I got a signed picture and you got your baby driver signed, which was hilarious <laughs> in itself because, uh, he asked for my name and I gave it to him and he spelled it out right. He was like, so it's A-C-O-M-I, right? I was like, yeah, that's right. Nobody, nobody gets that right on the first go. And so then he started writing it on the DVD and he got, AC smudge smudge. <laughs> and he went, Oh hell man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Shit. And so then he wrote my name even bigger next to it. Spell right. <laughs> he was like, Man, I'm sorry. I was like, that's actually awesome. Cause that's that's a way better story to tell people. Oh heck yeah. <laughs> was like, I, I'm I'm so happy that it happened this way. He was like, No man, I, I feel bad. So he actually gave me a sign print too, just for the trouble, but it was like, you don't have to do that. I've got the I've got the story to tell now. It's like, hey guys, <laughs> Young MC messed up his autograph on my DVD, and I love it. <laughs> so happy about that. That is cool. Because I, 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 I saw him sending you the picture. I'm sorry. I'm I'm actually trying to find that one book. Um, that I can't find it. It was over here with my other art books and stuff, but I can't find that one. Anyway, I um. I saw him sign the other picture, but I didn't really know why, and I didn't realize he'd messed up your name because I saw he was he was writing the name, and he started like running out of space. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Dear Akomi," yeah. he was like, "I wrote you, but you still ain't called." <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was really awesome talking to him. He was um, he was cool, and for someone that I that and I tell you, not that I think he's ever going to listen to this, but if he does, but like that'd be super super awesome. But yeah. um. I didn't start out as a fan of Young MCs, but at that interaction, made me a fan. Yeah. So, like, now when, when I have a chance, I'm going to... Well, I should have a chance. I have a chance, but 
when I have time, when I'm start to, when I go to um, sit down, I'm like, okay, I need to go ahead and get some music. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look for for some of his stuff, and I'm guessing because he was he was a super nice guy. Yeah. He was just and really he cool. even told us which of his albums he recommended starting with and stuff like that. It was it was great. So I mean, and like I. I've I've always kind of had a thing for his music. I I didn't gravitate towards Bust a Move too much either, but I mean, uh, Know How is such a great song on the Baby Driver soundtrack, and I've I've talked that up since like season one. That that's just such a fun fun song. Do you want to share with them the um the, the um story he told us? Uh which one? Um, so he oh, uh, as far as like why that was picked for Baby Driver? Well, uh, not just that, but the other story he told us about the Baby Driver soundtrack. Uh, with Edgar Wright and Tim Gunn. Oh yeah, Tim Gunn too. Yeah, I forgot. Um, I, I mean, just yeah, it was, it, was your, it was your DVD. That's why I was like, "Do you want to go and <laughs> no, share that story?" It's fine. Yeah. So um, apparently, when Edgar Wright was putting together the Baby Driver soundtrack and Tim Gunn was putting together the Guardians Two soundtrack, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, they stayed in constant communication, to make sure there was absolutely no overlap. And and saying, you know, hey, I'm thinking about using this track for this scene. Is that going to work for you? And so they, they actually, it was actually a fairly collaborative effort. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's super cool. Um, so I, that, that was pretty awesome. And uh, apparently when Edgar Wright was picking the tracks for the Baby Driver soundtrack, his whole thing was that he wanted to get musicians who had hit the chart but not use their song that had hit the chart. So... It was like, yeah, I'm going to go with Young M- MC, but I'm not going to go with Bust a Move. I'm going to find another track of his the, that works for the scene. Yeah, he wanted like, some deep cuts on there. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, it's a great soundtrack. It's got some very deep cuts. And, you know, I, li- I like that for a couple reasons. Primarily, there's sometimes that the, um, when you're, so, for example, I'm a big Foo Fighters fan, mm-hmm. uh, as everyone knows. And, of course, they, I... There's not a song on, with exception of the first album, which I, it's got some songs on there, but, but not, I'm not a big fan of all of them. Right, right. But then we get to like the color and the shape and we go through, um, like I, there's not a song in there I don't like. Some I don't listen to as often as others, but there's not a song I don't like. Right. I, I wore the color and the shape out, man. I mean, I've listened to that thing like front to back, side to side and all around so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's nothing left to lose in your honor. Like I, I tear those up, but there's tracks on there that are my favorites songs that are my favorites that will never be played in concert. You know, right, right. they're, they're not going to be singles and they're, they're, there's those, those cuts that are really good songs, but just don't have that, that appeal to, that are going to kind of really promote the album. And so to find those and put those on a soundtrack, be like, you know, these are good just because they're not considered like single worthy. Right, right. Right. Doesn't mean they're not good and more people need to, you know, need to hear them. Mm-hmm. That, I think that's kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. Edgar so right. Really knows how to put together a soundtrack. Yeah. And I, I we've done, you know, we've kind of tried to uh, uh, stay away from doing top 10 lessons, that kind of thing. Uh, because they can be so subjective. Is why I don't really watch watch Mojo anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we have done it in the past. I think we're still probably going to do one or two here and there for things that are really important to us. But um, I wouldn't mind doing one on. Uh, and I don't even think we can do like a top ten because the people I think of there would probably just be ten of them. Um, but of directors who um, who 
uh, pick their own soundtracks. Yeah. So yeah. like Edgar Rice, Tim Gunn, uh, Quentin Tarantino, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I kind of want to include John Carpenter in there, but then he writes most of his stuff. Same thing with Robert Rodriguez. Like, I would want to put them in there, but they write a lot of their own music for their albums. So, like, is that mm-hmm. really the same thing? I mean, kind of. It's almost in a sense where, like, I want a certain song and I can't find it, so I'll just do it myself. But that's still the same thing as, like, finding that one song to, like, when you're, when you're doing it yourself. I mean, that's, it's kind of like the same thing that what a composer does, right? Like, I right, hire a composer right. to, you know, so, uh, but anyway, but again, I think through it, like, would I be able to, are there more than, like, 10 people out there for me to, Pick ten, or would it just be ten? Or it be like eight, and I'm struggling to find two more. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. know, but it, I think it might be maybe uh, something worth uh, talking about, like directors that that uh, do their own soundtracks. Yeah, yeah, and um, and maybe like the our favorite songs from those. That could be cool. Yeah, um, but anyway, not not like our our favorite soundtrack thing, which is completely different. Right, right. But um, so so yeah, it was, it was kind of cool like talking to him. Like, so he was he was just a really chill guy. Yeah. Um, and and he definitely prioritized when he saw us coming to get those signatures at last. Somebody else was talking to him, and he was like, "Listen, I'm sorry, but I've been waiting on these guys since yesterday. I've been I've been waiting to give them their signatures." So he was he was very cool about it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I said, just talking to him was was pretty awesome. Um, we uh, there were there were a lot of people around there that they kind of wanted to talk to. We got to talk to Jim Shooter again. So it was yep, really cool. Yep. Um. Uh, Christopher Priest is ducking me because he knows that we got <laughs> we got words to have because of my call, my conversation with Jim Shooter. You know what you did, <laughs> and I, I, if you can explain to me why you did it, right, I can forgive you. But as of right now, a little, little, little upset. Um, but uh, uh, see, there were a couple other different artists and things there that people that I would love to talk to, but I didn't know their work a, as much. Um, I got actually I've got to look up the guy here. Because we had a really good conversation with him, and actually his card is upstairs. Um, you know what? I'm actually gonna um, take a moment. I'm gonna run upstairs. There's two people I want to talk about. And uh, okay, we're gonna make this a two-parter. Mm, I don't really want to do a two-parter, so I'm just try to wrap it up. Um, how much time we got? Uh, we're at an hour fifteen now. So that's why I asked. <laughs> Sugar snaps. All right, let's try to keep it to. Um, Let's try to get it to an hour 30 and do two 45-minute episodes so we can find a good breaking point. Okay. Is that good? Fair enough. That puts a lot on you, though. I'll figure it out. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah. Give me um, give me a moment. I'm gonna just, I want to get my get the cards I got from those guys so I can make sure that I'm, I, don't, I don't miss anybody. Sure. You know? Sure. Oh, yeah. For the authors. Yep. Well, not just that, but, I mean, anyway. But, yeah. All right. Cool. So, yeah. Guess guess I'm handling things alone at this point. Or you so, can just not see anything. Well, yeah, but that's extra editing for me, Turk. Yeah, so if I blank spot. if I talk the entire way through, I don't have to do any additional editing. So, man, telling me how to run my podcast. Okay. So uh, yeah, it was it was definitely a good time. Got uh, got some sweet extra dice for the D and D game. So that was cool. Um, specifically bought a d20 strictly for rolls that would kill my players and the uh, very first roll I got on that was a nat 20 so that was that was a good time uh, let's see am I am I forgetting I feel like we're forgetting other stuff I got a from the same people that had the dollar boxes I got a shit ton of really cool shirts 
they were the only people who had, like, licensed Dave Sim merch in the past, like, 30 years or so. So that was pretty awesome. There's, there's Turk. Yes. See, this way I don't have to cut off any awkward silence. So, it was perfect. Alright, alright, alright. Yeah. Um, I'm so, just thinking uh, about what's best for me. Of course. <laughs> I would expect nothing less from my co-host. <laughs> uh, so, um... Uh, I, I've just got to say this, and I don't mean this in a bad way. I'm just saying, step your game up, folks, because you kind of uh, you set a precedent there, and then you know, um, you, you kind of let me down. Uh, I think actually, I'm sorry, you let us down. Um, uh, Holy Mountain Printing. Oh yeah. yeah. So uh, we came there looking for grab boxes. You didn't have any, and I was. I was disappointed. Yep. The the two things I was looking forward to were dollar boxes and that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and you didn't have anything. So now I get it. You know, you know, Cheech and Chong, things are rough tough all over, right? And you it didn't yeah. with everything going on, you know, trying to get some of that stuff, you probably didn't have a lot of the extra printed things. So I completely understand. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not really mad because love this stuff and I really don't need more t shirts, but hey, I need more t shirts. Um and that still got one anyway because they had a big O T shirt. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I was like, and they almost walked away, and I was like, wait a minute, is that big O? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, they're like, hell yeah, I'm buying that. So, so still so cool. Still, so, uh, they that place is awesome. Um, and uh, and their T shirts are great, and that big O shirt was was awesome. But uh, hey, you know, I'm gonna see you again soon, and uh, grab boxes. Yep. Yep. Uh, but uh, Holy Mountain was really cool. Uh, so other people that I want to talk about real quick that we talked to was uh, um, Marriott Hotel Parking Garage. Oh, shit. No, I'm sorry. I saw a car. <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. Did I forget the one fucking card I wanted? Yeah. Oh, it's because I didn't grab his card. So I said, I already have one of your cards. Um, so um, <laughs> uh, DJ Jackson. Who is, is an artist? Is an incredible artist, dude. His yeah, his stuff is great, great. Uh, and I, I'll keep looking at the on his um his big business card like postcard thing. Mm-hmm. This sketch cover with that Beta Ray Bill on it. That oh is yeah, freaking phenomenal. Yeah, all and of his stuff I, is is Copic markers, and it's just brilliant. And dude, he like <laughs> the the work that he does. So the um, well the uh. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for, Comey? Um, the uh, the the likenesses uh, for the the money for the arts. Um, anyway, yeah, he, that was it. The likenesses. The, he captures the likeness of people like almost identical. I, I mean, if you look at it, like there is sometimes you can see somebody is like, oh yeah, I recognize that person, but there's like something that's slightly off, but you know, like the nose is maybe maybe too rounded on the end or something or like maybe mm-hmm. like the look in the eye is is slightly off but his are just dead on solid there it's beautiful and we're not talking about a guy where like look at all these you know all these pictures i did of the different celebrities it's like and you just see him sitting there with all these prints no we're talking about a guy that's sitting there behind the table drawing you see him drawing look at this picture i drew um and uh and this is the thing i'm working on right now that you know, this guy is is amazing. Yeah. And I keep looking at that that sketch cover there because I know that thing would would be at least two hundred dollars. Because not, yeah. not only yeah. is it's a it's a uh, full like a uh, front Wrap and back, yeah. but it's it's colored like from corner to corner with that huge ass picture of Vader Bill. 
It's freaking amazing. Um, and of course, we met him at other cons and stuff. And there's a whole story that I'm not telling on this podcast. It's, I'm just not. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, we talked to him. And the guy's super cool. Of yeah, course, we yeah. you know, talked about other cons. And he's incredibly talented. And he's... Uh, and, and he taught us the wonderful phrase, mommy's favorite artist. Oh, so. Yes. Mommy's favorite artist. That was good. I forgot about that. You that know me, being the asshole bully that I am, is I'm going to use that all the time. Yeah, that that was uh, that was good. And, <laughs> no, was he? Was he? No, he wasn't the guy. He wasn't mommy's favorite artist. That was the other guy. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. They were they were close to each other. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Shit, yeah. Okay, but still, I'm yeah. still going to use that. <laughs> but no, he was the he was the one that was telling us about the uh, because. Remember we were we were sitting there and um and uh we were sitting there uh talking and he was like because we I was mentioning that yeah we we I just saw John Carlos Pizzito and it's like yeah mm-hmm. it was like yeah he was telling the story at dinner last night and I'm like what the f- <laughs> like it's like oh yeah blah 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 and then he told me his whole story about it and everything about it. I'm like hmm. I suddenly don't like you because I'm just <laughs> I'm hella jelly. So, um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, well, we had a nice long conversation with him. We probably would have talked to him even, even longer, but you know, we did have some couple places we had to get to because we had promised some people that, Hey, we'll be back. Um, uh, and all that. But, uh, anyway, he was, uh, you know, we've talked to him before, obviously. Um, uh, but anyway, he was, he was just super cool to talk to. It was always nice seeing people that you're used to seeing at um, at cons and stuff, being able yeah, to talk yeah. to them. And I got to pull this guy's name up real quick because I know him. I mean, I I know his first name, but I'm I'm blanking on his last name. And like I said, when I went upstairs, I grabbed my cards from the recent combat. I forgot that I already have his card from before. So it's not my recent, it's my old stuff. Right, right. Um, because I'm not very well prepared for this podcast. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to come back to him. But uh, I do want to go ahead and talk about uh, 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 talking to the, the um, talking to the uh, the writers, and I'm trying to think of the, of the um, I'm trying to think of the names of uh, of their their printing thing because they uh, were they were the one company, and now there was somebody else. Uh, they, yeah, they were. I thought they were actually handling like several different publishing things it was it was like a collective i thought yeah they, but they're like um but they, they their their whole booth had like a name um and i that's what i'm blanking on yeah but anyway um so i just got to the chase here on this one there were a lot of cool people there we talked to a lot of them um and i could go and, and get their names and stuff and i Maybe I'll go a little bit more into that um, on a future podcast because I don't want to slight anybody. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah. we are kind of running long, and um, and it would take me a little bit longer to go and, and get our, all of them. But. Yeah, and, and besides, like I mean, you know, I'd like to talk about the artist that we met there, the artist lady, um, all, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So there's there's a lot to talk about there. I, I think we could dedicate like kind of a standalone thing to you know let you know let's just talk about prose art authors and like. Why isn't that more of a thing at these shows? So we, I think we could make an entire episode out of that. And uh, I would, we do want to share one thing, and we'll when we do that episode, we'll um, I'd like to kind of go into further detail on it, which was the story about them at was it was it Texas 
or where was it that you said Texas or Ar- was Arkansas? I, I can't remember the exact place. Maybe you remember though, where like they weren't, they weren't like nobody was buy- was buying any of their books, and they're like, yeah, we don't read here, and I'm like. Yeah, yeah. She was just gonna say, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I remember the story, but I don't remember the state. I want to say Arkansas, but that's it was like, because I'm, yeah, <laughs> like you don't read. What, what, what do you mean you don't read? Like, I mean, they, that that whole thing. They, they got the same thing with like they they don't read. Like that doesn't make any sense at all. Like you don't read. Like, yeah, huh? I'm like, um, I mean, Apple contracts were made just for you then, <laughs> pretty <laughs> but, much. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of like bizarre that, that whole thing in them telling, like, yeah, we went there and like we sold nothing there at all because they don't read. I'm like, that's, like, they, they, my mind was wobbling. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. um, but the, the one thing that drew me there was that Melinda Snodgrass was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was one of the contributors and editors of, um, the Wildcard, um, Mosaic novels. Yep, yep. I'm a huge fan of Walker novels. We've talked about that before. She was super cool and signed. I, I didn't bring that much. I think I brought like six books. Uh, my original hardcovers of like the first five and then my, my trade of the, of the, um, the deluxe format books, uh, like four issue series they did for, uh, what did with Marvel mm-hmm. or Epic and, uh, and then had a nice long conversation with her and conversation with a couple of other people there that were there too, but so we'll talk about that later. But she was so cool mm-hmm. to talk to and just laid back and talked to us about the industry and kind of how things have changed now and, and all that. It was, uh, it was, it was really nice having that conversation. And unfortunately, I'm not a big fan of her stuff. I did get some stuff, uh, come for books and everything, but, um, I don't really know a lot of her her stuff except for the wild card. So my conversation with her was unfortunately kind of like uh, more slanted that way. And I'm saying all this because the um, I've been uh, I've been listening to the uh, wild cards books on audio since they've been on put on Audible. So I've been listening to them, and now that I've um, going back into the office two days a week. So on my, my commute there, I've been listening to it and I actually just got to one of the, uh, one of the stories in there that was written by her. And it's, uh, introduced one of my favorite characters that I didn't know was her character. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, I, maybe it's not her character, but, um, but she, she was writing a lot about him. This guy named Captain Trips and Captain Trips is actually one of the heroes I like because he's this like hippie from like the sixties, who ended up contracting a wildcard virus and became an ace, but he didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And he basically makes like a, well, the, the equivalent of, a, of like a, like an LSD, like cocaine kind of powder. I think it's more of an LSD, but depending on which one he makes determines which hero he will turn into. Oh, cool. And, uh, and one of the heroes is called Jumpin' Jack Flash. And <laughs> he wears this like yellow and orange kind of like, uh, like 1980s sweat outfit with like the shorts and like the headband and like the leg warmers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Completely ridiculous looking character. Uh, but he, and he's like a, like a, like a, a, a heat flame guy, like human torch. Right, anyway, right. But talking to her and listening to the story about the industry and stuff like that and just really being able to have those conversations with a well known established author who has been working for like four decades, mm-hmm. you know, and then she was talking about, you know, working on the, working on that series with George R. R. Martin. And, um, and then she even kind of clued us into what's going on right now with the, uh, the wild cards TV series. Yep, yep. So, so but that made, that made that such an incredible experience. 
uh, Peter David is a well-known author. I mean, yes, he does tons of comic books, but he also has done tons of Star Trek novels. He's done uh, screenplays. Um, he, he talks about like, the two of the movies that, that, um, that he had done. And, but I mean, he did Star Trek, like, like Imzadi, which is one of his, uh, most well-known Star Trek novels, Next Generation novels. Uh, was it Q Squared is one? All like that. So he's a well-known person too, but, but you're talking about kind of a separation in like, in the two kind of artists that, but being able to talk to someone like that and just having a really just down to earth conversation about writing. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know if I could have gotten that kind of conversation. Five years ago, ten years ago, yeah, yeah, um, and it, so it, that that was that was incredible, and the whole thing was was really incredible. It was and, refreshing. Uh, yeah, I, I I gotta say that I really um, I was quite happy with that. I mean, I was quite happy with that. Yeah. So, um, uh, I I think we're now right at time, right? Uh, yep, we are at an hour and a half. So. Yeah, here we are. So. We will uh, not necessarily come back to like pick up on this or like a, like a second part, but we will come back and I think talk about some of the other things that we missed out on and make those you know our own little different yeah, yeah. You know, stories. We'll, you know, we'll we'll definitely be like revisiting some of these other topics in other episodes. And for sure, I, uh, and I've got to I've got to get that guy's name, uh, get his card, and then talk about him because we I've met him at one of the other shows and talked to him, mm-hmm. and he was super cool, especially at this uh, at this show. And we we spent like what close to an hour talking to him, something like that, yeah. So yeah, that was uh that was cool. But anyway, um, all that to say, and I really didn't think it was good. This episode was going to go that long, but I spent way too much time, like really, just like promoting junk Hall Esposito that I didn't mean to. <laughs> uh, I, sound like, <laughs> I sound like a baby doll. I didn't mean to. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I felt like I had to get that out there. Anyway, yeah, yeah. my name is Turk 182. And I'm a Comey. And together we are, our moms think we're funny. Team Rocket. Uh, yeah, our moms think we're, <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, we've, we have not, we've never done a Team Rocket opening, have we? We haven't. Uh, Wow, I guess that's something we got to work on then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to. I was, I was thinking about you, man. You're like the big Pokemon fan. Yeah. Well, I'm more of a game guy than an anime guy. <laughs> Prepare for podcast. <laughs> There's two hosts, so make it double. Anyway. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Well, call me a Turk Blast off of the speed of light. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.